1984, the movie Gremlins came out to theaters. The Steven Spielberg-produced classic made a lot of money and uh, became a cultural milestone, pop culture kind of uh, phenomenon that lives on to this day. But Gremlins was so popular when it first came out that every studio was thinking, how can we exploit this? How can we create a film that's similar to this, kind of uh, scary, but a little bit playful, uh, that we can, you know, uh, merchandise and we can create our own feature for. And there were plenty of them that came out. I mean, there was Ghoulies, some more famous ones. There was uh, Munchies with Roger Corman. Uh, Harvey Corman, produced by Roger Corman. And then there's this one. There's Hobgoblins. Hobgoblins is kind of like the poor man's third-rate Gremlins. It's a movie that is... It was made for $15,000 by Mr. Rick Sloan. Now, Rick Sloan, you may remember from the Vice Academy series, and uh, this, he does the duties of editing, uh, producing, writing, directing. I mean, he's he's all over this. So, uh, Mr. Rick Sloan... Uh, created this film that had a, a riveting plot. Uh, it starts with a guy in front of a movie studio. He's he's protecting, he's a guard to this movie studio. But, you know, he doesn't really take his job that seriously. He's kind of jamming out on his headphones, and then he, uh, he goes inside and uh, gets uh, inspired to open up this uh, incredibly heavy-looking gate that probably took, like, several people to actually open in reality. And the gate opens, and wah, the uh, horrible creatures within are there. They are unleashed. He's he's inside the uh, chamber of the vaults, and suddenly he's a rock star. He's imagining that he's jamming out And it's actually kind of laughable because I think he's the only one in the room. He's like kind of, uh, you know, dancing and he falls to his death a whole like three feet. Maybe he like uh, sprained his ankle, broke his neck. I don't know. But it's a very small fall and he's dead and uh, there's blood pouring out of him. Not very graphic, of course, but... So the the hobgoblins have escaped, and they uh, they make their way to the home of this uh, these kids, these teens that are I don't know I don't know if they're supposed to be teens, but they're full full grown adults. They're probably in their like twenties and thirties. Uh, Amy and Daphne and good old Nick, Daphne and Nick, who like to go off occasionally to have sex in Nick's van. Uh, there's not too much uh, character development here. One of them is obsessed with pornography and is constantly using the other one's phone to call up the 1-900 titty numbers, which is a pretty bizarre subplot that comes back later because, you know, the Hobgoblins, their their, uh, secret is that they can make your wildest fantasies and dreams come true 
But of course, they always end up going bad and something bad happens, like the guy became a rock star, but yet he fell to his death. And the guy who, uh, the guy who always is calling the titty lines, like, I think the girl actually comes to his house, but it's really the hobgoblins, of course. And then she takes him off to like make out lane in the car and he's sitting in the car. She's like, wait one second. Meanwhile, she's like going to push the car into the lake and he's completely oblivious to this with him in the car. Uh, so yeah, the hobgoblins are, are, are doing their thing. They're using their hypnotic powers to make people's wildest fantasies come true and turn against them. Um, the partying uh, continues throughout the night as Amy, the, the more like stuck-up and uh, frugal one of them all, ends up uh, going to this local club and you know, kind of dancing in like a night uh, show nightgown and being all sexy and completely against her character. Meanwhile, the guy who's all militarized, Nick, is like fantasizing about, I guess it actually happens. He like throws grenades in the club. Things are exploding. And uh, it, it kind of loses a little bit of uh, the little sense that it had kind of starts to fall apart uh, when they're in the club at the end. As the nightclub erupts into chaos, Nick ha- ha- and his commando fantasies um, has his, you know, commanding officer is there and the commanding officer gets killed. Uh, I don't know. And, uh, you know, the, the people make their way out of the club. Um, Amy stops being the sexy Amy and starts becoming more normal. Uh, leaves her less uh, sexual uh, as they leave the club. And then they go back to the movie studio to where the Hobgoblins originally were. I don't know why. And they meet the old man from the beginning who says that... Who says that he's been there for, like, guarding the gate for 20 years. And then he finally is like, hey, guys, check this out. And he fucking blows them up in... Somehow the hobgoblins are back in their their little um, vault. And all this time, he could have blown up the vault. Why is he wasting 20, 40 years of his life guarding this vault when he could have blown it up the whole fucking time? He just decides at that moment that he wants to blow it up. And then he does, and the movie's over, and the heroes save the day. And the owner of the studio is very upset because he doesn't get to file an insurance claim because there was nobody guarding the studio gate. Uh, Yada, yada, yada. And the movie ends. And um, they actually made a Hobgoblins two years later with the same puppets and props. And... uh, it's pretty much like a, the exact same structure as the first film. I only watched a little bit of that one, but uh, it's kind of weird. It's like um, they, they have constant throwbacks to the first film embedded throughout the film, almost like it is the same general plot as the first film, just like the setting has changed, that they're in like a mental hospital now. That McCready, the, the old man who blew up the vault has gone crazy and he has now been put in a mental institution and 
course, the uh, Hobgoblins come back, and yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway, guys, happy Halloween. You can check out Hobgoblins Remastered on Amazon Prime Video, or you can buy it on DVD or Blu-ray. This is Gary signing out for Uva Ball Raw USA. Movie reviews. Peace.